Welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow. This is a moving river podcast hosted by multifaceted entrepreneur and transformational coach Bia Marie Eni. In this podcast, we want to help you discover the concept of flow and show you ways to get into flow and how you can keep your life flowing. Hello, 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 and welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow, the podcast that delves into the depth of human potential and the transformative power of flow. I'm Bea Marie Anine, your host on this transformative journey today, and I promise you that I bring on amazing guests, right? Today, my guest is Sarah Lloyd, and she is a cheerleader for the divine feminine and also an award-winning PR expert, author, writer, radio show host, and mom of two, just like me. And in the media and PR business for 25 years, Sarah quit her global corporate role in 2017 in a bit to be a master of her own destiny, follow her passions and to bring a better balance to life. ISPR was created and now serves entrepreneurs and authors, mind, body, and spirit brands, innovative technology, and health and wellness businesses. And I love the name Indigo Soul PR. Welcome, Sarah. Oh, it's so lovely to be here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, thank you for coming along because I... This is such a great topic that we're going to talk about today, because today we're going to talk about storytelling. And yes, many of you might think, well, yeah, what do I need a, what do I need to storytelling for? But storytelling is what we bring into this world. Storytelling is what we show our ourselves to the world. That was not a correct sentence, but I hope you got what I said. So I'm going to hand it over to Sarah because she is the expert in this and she can tell us all about what storytelling really is about. Well, exactly. I mean, you've got kids, right? And I imagine there's quite a lot of listeners that have kids. What's the one thing that we do every single night before we put them to bed? We tell them a story, right? Stories are what connect us, inspire us, guide us, teach us. And we do it from the minute they come out of the womb, right? <laughs> so, so stories are quite a big factor in our everyday lives, but also in our businesses. And I think the, I mean, my mission and purpose is actually to empower women um, to own their story. And what I mean, what do I mean by that? I mean, there's so many, as women in particular, um, and some men, um, we have been taught to hide our stories from ourselves to put them in the drawer because for a rainy day or to just you know well I've dealt with that now but what what we find as we move through our lives and through adulthood and as we build our businesses because you know everything is connected these stories come back (laughs) and um it's it's an opportunity for us when they do come back to fall back in love with them to um, take the power away from them that, have, that the power, sometimes these stories hold power over us. It's basically owning your power, owning your story and not being scared of them because a lot of us, and I work with loads and loads of women who have been through horrendous things. Um, and the, the best 
the best examples I can give are when people have really owned their story. They're seeing their story from an objective perspective. So they're sitting in their scar as opposed to their wound. So it's about sharing the story from the wound, uh, the scar even. Um, Otherwise, you know, you're bleeding your emotions all over the place. It's coming from that place of um, perspective as opposed to emotion. Um, So I teach people to do that to go back to their stories, to fall in love with them, to find the gold in them, because there's always gold. There's always a reason why things have happened to us and then ultimately help them to amplify and share it um, in a way that feels good because, you know, not everyone wants to, it's not airing your dirty laundry, but it's sharing it in a safe space that feels good is uh, the most important thing, I think. Yes, thank you. That's amazing. And I love the example of, you know, you sharing from your scar, because that that is, a, I would say, a comfortable place in a way, because you have lived through the wound already, and you can look back on what you have achieved. And I still think that, like you said in the beginning, we hide, we hide our scars, because scars are not beautiful. Yeah. But There's a song actually that's coming in my head. Scars look beautiful. Your scars, they are beautiful. Something like that. And there's also this uh, Japanese concept that's, I forgot the name. I always forget the name, but it's it's the vase, isn't it? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. A shattered vase. You don't throw away. You glue it. You stick it back together with gold. Yes. to sh- and this is what w- oh, we are. We are masterpieces put together. And and our scars are the gold. This yes. is the crack is where the light can shine in or out. And we still live in this world where cracks are ugly, where cracks or scars or, you know, stretch marks are hideous and you yes. need to hide them. And especially, especially for all the women, and because you are an um, empo- empowering women to also dive into their divine feminine, you know, for us women, stretch marks, you know, for years, for decades have been, have been, you know, you need to hide them. They're ugly. You know, they, they show that you're imperfect. Yeah. But actually, like for me now, having two kids, it's like stretch marks is like, that's, those are my warrior marks. Yeah. Those are the marks of my growth. Those are the marks of me being a divine being, creating life. Yeah. Yeah. No other being in this world is able to, to be a channel for a soul to enter this world. And so I love the example of sharing from your scar because yes when we're in our wound we cannot really see the outcome most of the time we sit there and say okay I don't know if you go if I go straight left right backwards it's just there's no way at the moment but when we are in our scar we have we have been there we found the way out yeah and often people that that come to work with me they, they'll come for a reason. They'll come to launch a business or a service or a product. But what they'll walk away with is 
feeling completely whole about a specific area so it's it's kind of PR but it's more than that it's it's like one it's like getting the right outfit on Mm -hmm. you know you feel good in that outfit you feel comfortable in that outfit but you kind of need to go through lots of different types of clothing to get to that point and it I feel like that's a really weird analogy I don't know where that came from but also it's like (laughs) it's like for example I mean it's also understanding where your boundaries are it's it's being conscious in your showing up and communicating um and you know going back to the stories piece stories are spells um you know we're constant you know we that you go into the law of attraction you talk you know there's a lot to do with you know what you're speaking into the world is what you get back it's kind of it, there's no difference in in what you're sharing in a PR perspective um I mean there are things that are frustrating about my industry and you know I used to work in a very masculine environment which is why I feel like I mean I spent a lot of my life in my masculine and I'm probably not alone in that I think you know you you're a conditioned at school you go night you know you're sent you go off to work and then you're in this nine to five environment and your bosses are normally male and you be you find your female groups within those industries or those businesses and they're the people that you go to the toilet with and they're (laughs) the people that you have lunch with but essentially there was this whole story when I worked in corporate that what I used to do they used to laugh at me actually because communications and marketing is normally women and the men are the sales guys. And they used to sit there and banter with us about, you know, are you guys all right in the corner with your glitter and glue and going off and having your lovely lunches? And it's like, it's never been given the, it's never been celebrated to, you know, the connection, those having conversations, those having lunches, us getting out our glitter and glue is actually a creative process. It's that birthing of, you know, amazing creativity. And I think also a part of something that I've done over in the last year, I wrote a collaborative book called Wake Up Mother. Mm. And it was around celebrating that mother energy of holding space whilst you share your stories. And how we worked the book was the authors that were involved, there was 13 of us, and we sat in circle every month and talked about what was coming up for us. Mm. Um, so our stories were connecting us. It was, you know, we talked about things that were happening in the mainstream. We talked about um, things that we were seeing in the news. We talked about what was happening in our communities and with our clients. And we were transmuting what was going on. And I felt like I could feel like we were spiraling up together and one of us would get get an intention of oh I need to write my chapter on that particular issue now so it would also incentivize the story that really wanted to come through that strength of story so what when I came to like completing the book it was very natural the process it was very interesting because there was no no one story was the same it was a real kind of all different aspects of the journey all different aspects of womanhood some who were mothers of groups and um, kind of holding space who hadn't had children. There were women who had chosen not to have children. There were women who were in their crone and had grown up children. There were women who 
like me had gone through the mill with having babies and it was just an amazing experience and that in itself was just a beautiful example of how stories connect inspire and guide us because I was learning different things from everybody and I think that's what's so important about you know women's circles we're both in women thrive right so it's kind of coming together and sharing and speaking into that stuff transmutes it um I think I went off topic completely there but I'm going (laughs) I'm going with the flow (laughs) yes let's go with the flow and you just uh, mentioned that Sarah is one of the my co-speakers at the Women Thrive (laughs) Summit next year in March so if you want to learn more amazing things from Sarah you can either you know contact her directly or also uh, yes watch us at the Women Thrive Summit speak. Hanging. <laughs> yes. But anyways, let's come back to storytelling because yes. I think this is such an important topic, like not just for us women, because I think men are also con- like very much conditioned to, you know, to this one story of being the rock being the being the provider being the you know the male dominant whatever they have been taught yeah it goes back to the stories we tell us our kids isn't it it's the damsel in distress and the hero and and a lot we're setting unfortunately we're setting that president by reading a lot of some of the terrible stories that were written many years ago sorry I interrupted but I love the fact that you're speaking into the masculine as well, because they're also the ones that don't feel they can share. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I started reading stories, when my, my girl was little, I always, you know, when it came to the damsel in distress and, or the magic hero and stuff, I always mixed it up. I always tried to tell it differently. So it's more equal, you know, that. Me too, and then they learn to read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, or or they, you know, s- spend the night at a friend's house for the first time and they say, oh, can you read that story? That's my favorite book. And the mom reads it and they're like, that's not the story. And you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I I made that story up, actually. So. <laughs> but there are so many good children's books out there right yeah. now yeah. that, you know, really get into this storytelling of girls can be heroes boys can be gentle and vulnerable and I yeah I love that we live in this time where we can experience that change 100% yeah there's definitely you know the the retelling of the stories and you know even going to the Disney level because I've been through all that as well and it's you know it's 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 not just the stories that we're sharing at bedtime it's also what they're being subjected to on the television and you know all of that is storytelling you know we're basically watching everybody else and their stories unfolding on a little black box so it is you know there's I mean there's so much more to it and that's why I think I feel very passionately about you know having women really own their story not fear their story and show up and share it um in those places because if we don't then how are we going to how can we expect to make changes in the world you know yes absolutely and so when a client comes to you Mm. uh, because you said so that women don't fear their story like they come to you because they have something to share. They're already on this journey of stepping out, bringing something and creating something into this world. Uh, But how do you, 
how do you guide them to actually feel comfortable with everything that they're putting out? I I have a so my my human design is that I'm a mirror. Mm. So people see what they they see themselves in me. So I I hold their space and let them let them talk. We I do what I call an alchemy session. So we talk about the past and whatever wants to come up in that moment is normally the is normally necessary and is normally forms part of where we're going to go next. So I ask them to go back to, you know, you've created this business or service. Why? Why did you do this? What steps did you take to get here? There's always a, there's always several sliding door moments that are very pivotal in our past, um, um, which then leads you into the reasons why you're doing what you're doing today. Um, you know, why did you write that book? Oh, yes, I wanted to share my heroine's journey of menopause or I was sexually abused and I want to share with other women that, you know, you can recover, whatever it may be. Um, so I hold their space and then I help show them how their story can then be shown or shared or amplified in either the mainstream media or as a workshop or in community or just for themselves because you know it's everything it's not just it's not just about PRing yourself it's about being confident and comfortable in in what it is that you've shared and I can normally gauge when someone's still feeling very raw and is still in their, you know, blood spurting everywhere, wound <laughs> part. Um, and and you can normally gently navigate that so that you can. So, for example, I have a client right now um, who has a very. She's been through everything you could possibly imagine, actually, Um and we're working on how to position her and share her business so that she can then speak to other women who've been through some of the things she's been through. And it's we're kind of determining what the focus is and where that needs to fit and how it's going to affect her family, how it's going to affect her kids. So it's kind of she's told me everything. So in that respect, she feels very comfortable with her story. But then there's the other layers that you need to consider. So I'm helping her work through that at the moment um, so that I can help her show up and then attract people to her business. Um, the other thing that I also do is I help understand, um, you know, once they've got to their sliding door moment, what I also found, because I, I do work with the Akashics as well, is often we're on a timeline and that pivotal moment that happened five years ago is probably the people you need to be talking to mm. so there's going to be people sat where you were five years ago and that's where they hang out and it could be that it's in a very different space to right now so it could be that they are you were five years ago reading things like cosmopolitan or watching mainstream media or you were completely in what i call the matrix it might be that you're now sat here five years on and you're in a very different space and you don't watch the, the news and you don't consume things, but you do sit in circle, you do go to community, you do listen to podcasts. So you can see very differently that five years ago, you is very different to where you're at now. 
So I ask people to kind of do that work to figure out that story or that thread of their story and then where they want to go next. What's the intention? You know, what are you going to do tomorrow to, you know, what is it? Are you going to be going back to mainstream? Are you going to be looking to work with your peers? So it's almost it kind of maps you map the story based on their timeline and what they show you. And then I present it back and that I either implement it for them or they do it with my support. Yeah, I'll take a breath. <laughs> That's so much to share. <laughs> yes, yes. And it sounds like an incredible journey. It sounds like it's not just PR because there's so many PR companies where, you know, you come, you pay money, they just put out your stuff. Yeah. And you can do that. I can do that, but I, yeah, the but work, the deep work interests me more. <laughs> and it is, and it is so good because the other, you know, through all the automizations and is that a word? Automization? Auto, auto, uh, you know, when you automate everything. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, automation. Automation. Yeah. Automation. Oh, thank you. So when you automate everything, you know, you're just like, okay, I need to go from this step to this step to this step. And I'm putting my offer here and there. And then I give it to them and they put it there. And they put it. It's, it's with everything. It's not just with your business, but also with, you know, with your kids. Yeah. yeah. The journey's spiral. It's not backwards yeah. and forwards it's like all the time you're going up the spiral you're then revisiting parts of yourself that come up I had an old story come up for me today my kid had a thing at school and I immediately moved into the energy because I'd had a similar thing happen to me when I was a kid and I was like hang on a minute that's my story mm. not hers stop vomiting your story all over her because she's handling it differently she doesn't have all the attachments that I had growing up so that's also another thing it's like identifying when you're in an old story <laughs> what could be holding you back it's all it's so it's so it it's so inspiring because a lot of people they do come into my membership and not all of them get coverage a lot of them just sit in circle because they need to just unravel the mm. stuff that's holding them back from just sharing or writing that book the amount of women that have come into my circle that have written the book has been is quite phenomenal actually because they feel like they're in that space where they can do that but sorry I totally interrupted you and your flow there with the kids stuff no no that was that was the perfect interruption um because I was go, I was also going into that spiral, but more into um, a general spiral, where yes. you know where you spiral out on things on basically on your to do list. Yes, you know you, you jump from you jump through one hoop, through the next hoop, through the next hoop, but you're missing out on you know how do you feel before you jump? Yes, what is it doing to you that you jumped? Like we are suppressing our feelings so much because they're just not lucrative in a in a certain way, you know. Yeah. Um, and just a just a quick side note that I just uh, got is until the seventy no eighties doctors were still um, testing medic like female medication on men. 
like, yeah. you know, breast cancer treatments or stuff like that. They were testing it on men or no, um, ovary, ovary cancer um, medicine, because the reason was that men and women are the same, but men don't have those, you know, hindering hormones that get in the way of everything. <laughs> so there was an interview from the <laughs> 80s where a doctor say, said that. And I, I was sitting there like, what? <laughs> Men have hormones as well. You know, I think that that again is another story we've been told, you know, to succeed in this world, you need to be more masculine. Yes. And, you know, we, we had to be more masculine. We had to be more process oriented. We had to be more focused. We had to be in order to climb the ladder you needed to have the drive and the gumption and the, you know, you couldn't be feminine. You had, you had to join in with the old boys jokes and you had to put up with a lot actually. And I think that's, what's really interesting is like you say that, you know, the fact that they were, you know, telling us that we're, we're not different, but actually this is the thing that I've really come, that's really come through for me in the last few years is that, Men or women are when men and women are different. We are not equal. No, we're different. We are, you know, our physiology is different. Our biology is different. Our mental state of mind is different. We have different jobs in the world, um, and that's why we have the anatomy we do. Right? Uh, <laughs> <it's> gone... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's and I think that in itself is that I feel like the feminist movement a little bit is like, yes, we are equal. We want equal pay, but it's, no, we're not the same. We have different needs, different things happen to us. We go through puberty periods, menopause, all of men didn't go through all that. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, why we need like, to be paid be even same? more. <laughs> <laughs> but we believe that shit. Sorry. That's okay. We believe that. We believe that because we were told that we were yeah. fed those stories. And yeah. I think now there's a generation of women who are unraveling those stories, which I think is amazing. Yes. And you touched on this just, you know, in a, in a side sentence, but even Disney, even Disney is changing their story. Yeah. You know, for the past 10 years, I think they have put out so many because they realized the paying audience are not the boys. Yeah. The paying audience are the girls who yeah. love stories, who want to be touched, who want, like emotionally yeah, touched, yeah. affected. They yeah. want to, they want to, you know, they are the ones that are open to being sucked into a story. Yeah. And just totally, you know, vibe with that. And yes, it is from a marketing standpoint. But Disney finally came around that why movies like Hercules or The Prince of Egypt or um, I don't know what like all those male characters that dominated Disney films for a while are not that successful. Yeah. Since I mean, you just look at there's a new film. The I don't know if you've seen Elemental. Uh, yes. No, and, I haven't. But I'm. I'm yeah. Going so the, the main the male male. The main male character is water and he cries a lot. <laughs> and I love the fact that the main female character is fire and she mm -hmm. gets angry a lot, which I think is a complete flip. 
which is um, needed. (laughs) Women are fiery, you know, we, we have been told that we should not be, you know, that we should not be bossy, that we should not be this, we should not aspire to higher things, or we should not be bitchy. But the thing is, that makes us even more angry. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, that's the whole story you're just talking about, this elemental. The girl, the 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 fire character is the daughter of someone who's created, they built a, they were, they're outsiders because they're fire, right? Because they burn stuff down. Mm-hmm. But they built this place, this kind of this, the words escaped me but this place where all the fire people could go Mm -hmm. and it's a shop and like a sanctuary yeah like a shop but a sanctuary and the 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 dad characters keep saying that over and over again you're going to take over the shop you're going to be the one that so basically telling her what her destiny is Mm -hmm. and the more she hears it the more she the angrier she gets and she can't work out why. And it's like, by the end of it, I don't want to be spoiler alert or anything, but by the end of it, she follows the path that she really wants to follow and the anger mm. subsides. So it's really interesting that this female character is being told by the masculine, this is what you need to do to be successful, to be, you know, to get my approval, to be. And I think that's something that women have experienced all their lives, you know, in order to be counted, you have to be like this. And that story really shows it. But then what's really lovely about, I love the fact that they do this now, is that you come full circle and then she goes and does what she wants to do yeah. with blessing, which is amazing. But the father character doesn't realise that's what he's been doing. So again, it's like that noticing of all the stories that we've all picked up along the way and how his father, it shows how his father was with him. So it's, you know, it's a real, it's an ancestral piece. It's empowerment. It's showing the masculine can cry and have emotion. It's just like a really lovely story, actually. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating that whenever there is a girl or a female main character, there's always a father figure? Yeah, the mum always dies, right? Somehow. There's never a mum. (laughs) No, because I mean, uh, have you seen the movie Ariel, The Little Mermaid? Yes. They yeah. they rearranged a lot of it. So in, in I'm going to spoil something for you because who has not seen it? Because in the old, oh, I've seen version, it three times. Okay, it's like oh my god. <laughs> no, because in the old version, the original version, at the end, the prince drives the ship into Ursula. Yes. In this version, she drives it. She takes the, you know, because it's it's a movie about female empowerment. She, you know, decides to get legs. She goes out there. She conquers everything. So I never understood, even when I was little, I never understood why all of a sudden she was the damsel in distress and he needed to save her at the end. Yeah. And yeah. also some of the songs there, they rearranged the lyrics where she, you know, talks about up there, there's probably not a father suppressing their their children and stuff like that so and that brings me to the point that as women or also men we when we're little we don't listen to what our parents say but we listen to how they are yeah 
and how they react to us. And when our father, it, when we have to compete for our father's attention all the time. Yes. This is something that it tells us about relationships, you know, how we need to compete for our husband's or boyfriend's attention all the time, that it tells us that we are not worth their attention in the first place just by being. Yes. And that's why I encourage every every male friend that I have, my husband, um, even my my own dad, when when my daughter was born, I was like, tell her that you love her, hug yeah. her, you know, be there. Just because this is this is what we need. You know, yeah. we like my love language is is language. It's not necessarily <laughs> presence, it's not necessarily time. It's not necessarily, um, okay, physical hug, yes. I'm also a very um, physical person. But when somebody tells me that they love me, that they're proud of me, and I can really feel their sincerity, that is worth more than, you know, a car or, you know, a, a, a vacation on a private jet. That's like yeah. some... that. Yeah, that's nice to have, but the other stuff really touches me, touches my soul. And that is what storytelling does. It touches your soul. It does. It and that's does. why so many big companies, sorry that I'm raving on, but this is why so many companies at the moment, you know, change their storytelling because they're realizing that the hustle, hustle, grind, grind story that they're telling their employees and the story that they're putting out there is not resonating anymore yeah it, it, it is I mean I think that's the most important thing is like people by people people are connected to stories they want to be inspired they want to be guided they want to be you know shown because that's what we've been taught all our lives you know from the minute we get to kindergarten to to school We've had a teacher guiding us, telling us that, you know, how it is. But I think the other thing that I love about our generation, and maybe because we've all woken up and because we are realizing that, you know, there are there are different ways to do things. I explain to my girls, it's like, go to school, learn what they're teaching you, but question it. Mm -hmm ask the questions you're allowed to ask the questions I think our generation were told to be seen and not heard and you know you're not supposed to ask the questions you're not supposed to be loud and inquisitive because that's just oh, it's just too much mm -hmm. and I think you know that's I think it's the story of our maybe our my generation generation x millennials that were still getting told to be quiet shut up go over there and and I think what's so amazing about these new generations that we're bringing up now, where we're being more conscious, we're changing the stories, we're getting them to question things. I mean, wow, can you just imagine the grown-ups they're going to be? Oh. I think that's going to be so cool. And the stories that we've helped to weave in the meantime, so yeah. powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So... What if I was just going to ask something else, but now something else comes in. So, <laughs> I love it when when your when your brain just goes, Woo, "What? No, hey, what? Hey, okay." 
So because of time, I could talk to you for forever about this because I think it is such a relevant topic. What what about storytelling would you like to share with the world? I, I, I think it's exactly what I said earlier. It's about, you know, own your story. Um, even just journaling on your story what's happened to you what you know what has made you the way you are I it, I think it's just an amazing opportunity to just really ask those questions that we never ask ourselves so owning your story is very important and then understanding whether you're still in in that story or whether you are out the other side um it's that sharing from your scar not your wound I think that's the most I would say that's a very important piece of advice whatever you do don't share from your wound because if you do and I've seen this if you did this in a in a PR situation or a mainstream situation they're like sharks in the you know piranhas in the water they smell the blood they know that you're not completely fixed and that's when you're the most vulnerable so that's why I say share from the scar not the wound because if you're still in your wound, you're not quite healed. It's like picking at it, you know, pulling it apart and then you unravel and then, you know, you're back in that wound again. So that is kind of what I would say, I guess that's my biggest piece of advice. <laughs> and then, you know, you are in your place of power, you know, you are in that space where no one can touch you because you've lived through the worst of it. You've healed. It's, you know, you've got that lovely white silvery scar and then you can share because there's no piranhas in the water smelling that blood because you're done, you know. And yet the, it's that whole thing around, I, like people will say to me about sharing in the newspaper, oh, I can't possibly share in that newspaper because, you know, I'll get trolled. I ignore it. Because if you're sharing your story and you're sharing it from a place of integrity and truth and it's yours, no one can take that from you and no one has the right to, to, to troll you. And actually what's even better is if you have triggered someone into speaking and being nasty, it means that they're tr you've triggered something in them that they've not liked, something that they've not dealt with. Mm. So that is so why it's so important to share your story because one story you know if you read one story at a time and you're triggered by this and you're triggered by that it's you know there's something that you need to face in your life and I think that's so important that's you know waking people up and being conscious and you know changing the world one story at a time right <laughs> I love that thank you so much for sharing and this was like the perfect perfect example for the ending because it brings so much wisdom and so much like actual action steps with it thank you thank oh, you for being here <laughs> it's been a real pleasure thank you for ha having me and uh yeah hopefully people have got something from it <laughs> so just just a quickie i'm going to post that in the show notes as well about where can people find you Best place is um, I'm either on Instagram, uh, Sarah Lloyd underscore is PR, um, or I'm on my website is www.indigosoulpr.com. So they're the two places and you should be able to connect me 
either that, those ways. And she shares amazing content on Instagram. So I highly recommend following her there. <laughs> Thank you. And that's it. That's it for today. That's our show. Thank you for joining in and staying with us till the end. If you like what you heard, then subscribe to the channel, rate us with five stars and come back next week when we talk about more amazing stuff that will bring you into your flow and have more amazing guests share their wisdom. And until then, keep shining, keep learning, keep growing and keep flowing.